Hello, and welcome to Esther Club, the club that, whoops, it's too late, you're already in it. I don't know where to look. Here. This one or this one? This is your main camera. This is, okay. Um, Carlos it isn't here. Um, he passed the bar. Just kidding. That's not funny in any way. Um, it's just me today. <sighs> Guys, there's so much going on. I like, I feel like an irresponsible club president, but um, I'm going to try to catch everybody up to speed. I, I feel like I'm addressing like the nation because in my head, I am the president of the nation. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I have so many questions. So I posted two days ago on Instagram, like I'm doing a solo Q&A, uh, ask questions, and you guys ask such good questions to the point where I'm like, are people like following like me too closely where like they know exactly what to ask? Like, I don't know, they're just very specific and good. So I appreciate that. Um, and I'm excited to get into it. Um, today is March eighth ish so i don't know if we'll be releasing this sooner or if it'll just go in the normal cycle um but i just want guys if there is someone behind me at any point during this broadcast please comment below and let me know because <laughs> it sounds like there is but i i don't want to keep turning around because that's against what my job is today okay so i i have questions i'm going to start um Okay, the first question is from Pelvis Elvis, which is an amazing name. It sounds like an Elvis reference. I hope it is. I'm not sure. As some of you know, I'm obsessed with Elvis. He came to me in a dream in college when I was overweight and lonely. And um, then I started making conspiracy theory videos about him. And uh, those will never resurface. Don't worry. <clears throat> His question was, what's your next t-shirt going to say? Okay, so... Last year, maybe it was the end of 2018 when I broke my toe in Japan and all that, like I started making t-shirts just because I thought it would be really funny to have a shirt that said, I survived little Esther's broken toe. And that kind of got me on this like t-shirt game. And then I made oat milk princess t-shirts. But obviously I'm really into like <clears throat> limited edition everything. So... <laughs> Is someone behind me? That's all I want to know. Um, I started making limited edition t-shirts because I like limited edition things. And also, I don't know how to make things that aren't limited edition. Um, so, yes, I would love to make another t-shirt because I, I just kind of want one for myself, like something fun that will make me feel good and cheer me up. I don't know what it will be yet. I definitely want to do a t-shirt when my special comes out, I already have an idea for that one. And hopefully, I'll, maybe I'll do some like cute limited edition Esther Club t-shirts. I just got to think on it because um, I don't want to make it just to make it. Like it needs to be something I really want myself. Okay. Lolo Moon Pie. Love the show. Can't wait for next week. Thank you. I like to say thank you like I'm a second grader because that's like when you learn to say thank you. Thank you, Mr. Zilligan. Okay. What's your ritual for getting ready to work? Work. Work spelled first W-O-R-K, then second W-E-R-K, etc. 
What's your ritual for getting ready to work? Oh man. <laughs> I I don't know. I coffee. You know what? I do know. I need to have all of my specific things with me. Like I need to feel like so bulletproof, so to speak, that I will not need to go home and get something. Because that's like this fear that I have. Like, oh my God, I left this at home. Because you can't really go home and get stuff when you're at work, especially like if you're on an acting job or if you're traveling for stand-up. So I definitely always make sure I'm like locked and loaded with all the necessities. Like for easy example, toothbrush. Like after I eat something sweet, I get really like irritated. I don't know. Like I need – it's like a – a compulsion maybe like if I have a sweet something I need to brush my teeth like I need to get that sweetness out of my mouth so I always when I have like a long day of work I always pack a toothbrush um basically what I'm getting at is like always have like a bat like I have this big bag with me today and I'm only here for an hour but like I just I gotta have my stuff I gotta have my right chapstick I gotta have my coffee my water supply like always kind of being for me being ready for work is like almost like mini apocalyptic preparation like just have what you need on you um a christine thing hey girl what's your favorite neighborhood in la and what's your favorite date you've been on i've like never been on a date uh what's your favorite neighborhood this is the problem with la there's no good neighborhood every neighborhood has some pros everyone has some cons like I like rack my brain about this constantly because as you guys know, like I'm struggling with wanting to stay here in LA and there is no neighborhood that checks all the boxes. Like they're either too far, like too hot. Like, I don't know. There's just, there's no one good area for me. And I've been hopping around a lot the last 10 years and I've yet to find that place. Um, I do know that I got advised early on, like, don't live by the beach just because that's, like, almost the hacky move. Like, if you go to the beach, like, you won't last out here. But I never went to the beach, and I'm not lasting, so I don't know what the right advice is. I know nothing, and that's why I'm doing a Q&A. <laughs> okay, Jan Jits, why do you require so much attention? great question this gets heavily addressed in my stand-up special which will be on comedy central sometime later this year like legit we heavily address this and spoiler alert i blame my parents saturn johnson were you a smart child okay this okay was i a smart child i'll tell you i was you might be like how do you know well i i know Because when I was a little child, when I was in elementary school, this is such a testament to my personality. When I was in elementary school, I was in the gifted program, but I didn't like know it. And I remember like being there and we're like me and all these fucking nerds (laughs) were doing like this extra work. And I just remember asking the teacher like, why do I have to do this extra work? Like, do I have to be here? And she was like, no. And then I just walked out and never went back. So I was smart as a child, but I gave up on myself because I, I 
<clears throat> it wasn't a requirement. So I always tell that story to my significant other and he just like puts his head in his hands like bothers him so much um krill kill underscore what advice do you have for someone wanting to get into the comedy acting comedy slash acting especially for someone who doesn't live in la or new york if you had asked me this like even two years ago i'd say you have to move to la or new york like you just have to because you're you're giving yourself you're increasing your chances so much. But given my current state of mind and not really liking the big city, I would say it kind of depends where you are and also use the internet. Like that wasn't really an option when I started. Like I guess it was, but it it was back in 2009. Like YouTubers were just kind of becoming a thing, barely. Uh I would say really use the internet. If you want to get into comedy and acting and you're not in New York or LA, like you can totally utilize even like TikTok. Like I wish I was using TikTok more. I know I would be having fun. I'm just not mentally in that mindset right now. But like there's so much you can do from where you are to the point where like I wish that I had just like stayed home and done YouTube. Like I think I think about this sometimes like I think I was meant to be like a more of a YouTuber, but then I'm also like, well, that would I would be such suck if I wasn't doing stand up and acting like and making alone together. Like I wouldn't I know people it's like hacky to say, but like I really wouldn't trade that for anything, even though I do low key wish that I was able to do everything from my own bedroom. Okay. So, yeah, I would say utilize the internet, but that's really basic advice. But, hey, the best advice is basic. You know, Bobby Lee, like, always gave the best yet most basic advice to young new comedians. And I will never forget, he says, you just get on stage. He's like, you just have to get on stage. Like, there's no shortcuts to this. Like, that's the thing. The best advice will always be simple. Like, if someone is trying to be like, I got this supplies for you to make it fast. Like, you know, you're it's fake so it always comes down to just like simple advice I think there's no shortcuts like there's no magic pill but if there was I would fucking hoard the magic pills and take them all um smack underscore Zach if you didn't have to worry about money or anything like that what would be your dream place to live I mean right now it's my hometown I'm sorry that's like a boring I always say that um <clears throat> I am Dreamier Local asks, what do you miss most about Chicagoland? Also, for what it's worth, the face tingles could be a migraine without a headache. Okay. Thank you. I get auras without the pain, and it was really consuming to label them as migraines, but it turns out that's what they are. I hope they're gone for good though. Okay. That's interesting. The tingles could be a type of migraine without a headache. Tingles are a lot better. Um, Carlos had actually told me that his dad said I should take B vitamins for the tingles, so I have been doing that, and I don't know, I don't know what's helping, but tingles are better. I kind of think that once I ruled out that the tingles weren't something more serious, the tingles kind of went away. So I'll just take that. Uh, what do you miss most about Chicagoland? Mm, I just 
ultimately feel that I'm a forest creature. Like it really goes down to that. Even though I that's something I make fun of in my stand up is like when hot girls have their Instagram bios that they say bullshit like forest creature or like daydreamer. It's like you just don't have bills. Like you don't pay bills. That's that's all your you should have that be your bio. But I do, even though I make fun of that in a different version, I do feel like I miss like the forest of where I'm from, like all the the foresty trees and like the not so dry air. I really feel like when it comes down to it, I am a small animal and I miss my original climate that I'm supposed to be in. And then I also miss Peta Inn and uh, uh, Peta Inn. Peta Inn, yeah. And the fact that the Starbucks in Chicago now have oat milk is like also very a bonus. And yeah, just you know, you know the drill. We're all homesick. Um, 93 since asked next stand up tour question mark. Hopefully something in conjunction with the release of my special after we should finish shooting Dollface season two. I don't know. The world might be ending. So who knows? <clears throat> More on that later. Sam. What advice? Oh, that's we already asked that advice for pursuing a career in the entertainment industry. That's kind of a different question because you're not saying if you're not in New York or L.A. But advice would be. Honest, honest advice would be you like have to want that and nothing else and no plan B and like because I I just think like you have to want it so bad that like when you try one way of making it and it doesn't work that you shift to another way like it's just I I see this a lot like and it's, it's hard for everyone and it's harder for others but like the there's no again there's like no magic pill there's no shortcut but I go back to in my mind why I stuck it out at times when I really like can't imagine sticking it out at this point um it would just be like it's it's like your religion like and I actually think that that's part of why I'm having this kind of dip in my mental state because the last 10 years, making it in comedy has been my personal, quote unquote, religion. I don't mean that like creepy, but just like my mindset, my like nothing else mattered to me. Like the, especially like the first few years, like I missed out on so many life events because I couldn't bear the thought of like not being here in L.A., doing open mics, like at the comedy store. Um, like I missed a really important funeral that like to this day, like it really bothers me that I missed it. I'm not even, it's going to upset me. Um, I, I would say that, yeah, the best advice is like, you have to, it has to be your whole world. That's what I think. A lot of people are able to do that. Like I always go back to, um, and this is different because this was after she made it, but like there was this Oprah, I, 2007, I watched Oprah every day. I was really depressed in college. I watched Oprah. I ate cinnamon rolls. It was great. And I remember Celine Dion was on and this fan asked, like, she was like, what's your advice? Like singing is my life. And Celine, Queen Celine was like, singing is not my life. She was like, my life is my life. My family, my, my, uh, 
whatever else she said. I don't know what other things could be in people's lives. Um, but I always thought about that. And I think that that's you have to get there. But I for me, I couldn't have a, a life outside of comedy while I was trying to pursue it because I was also really afraid of not I, I quit school and had no safety net. Like I do not have parents who have money. I, I just had no safety net and no college degree. And the thought of going back, I had nightmares all the time, like of what it would have to be like to go back to school. So I just, I don't know. I was really fueled and really nothing else mattered to me. And Again, now I other things do matter to me now, and I think that's why I'm having a mental breakdown. <laughs> so see how all my advice has this caveat of like, take my advice, but also don't. <laughs> but also do, because I'm going to be fine. We're seeking treatment. Everybody has dips. Everybody gets anxiety, right? <sighs> The producers, as I'm speaking, are just closing their laptops, like uh, just canceling the lease of this area. They're like starting looking up apartments in different cities. They're like, we got to get away from her. Okay. Triple Alpha Creations. You can only choose one, A, the ability to talk to dogs or B, to live forever exactly as you are today. I would easily choose A, to talk to dogs because... I don't want to live forever as I am today. Um, Andy's randomness. Next time you will be in NYC. I don't know. I don't know. I was supposed to do a show there in May, but I had to cancel it because dollface. Um, ENB 2021 dream, dream celebrity road trip companion. One you haven't met. Dream celebrity road trip companion. Okay, I love road trips. I fucking love road trips. You're both trapped. You can't get away. So, like, you're just, there's no choice but deep conversation. Like, you can't escape deep, deep conversation when you're on a road trip. It's my favorite thing. And everyone is probably sober. Um, <sighs> dream celebrity. I don't know. I really do want to go on a road trip by myself. I feel like that would be fun. But everyone says, like, Esther, you'll turn around four hours in. <laughs> um, like, Lady Gaga, I know that's the easy answer, but she seems so interesting and so honest and open and also curious about others. So I feel like me and Lady Gaga would just – we would just talk about – when I saw her at the House of Blues in 2009, twice in one night, we would talk about the meet and greet at the Nokia. And it, it would just be great. We would just we would just talk about her and how I think that we're alike. Whatever. Okay. Alexi Louise, Louise B. asked, what is Fran like? <gasps> okay. So... Two, three-ish years ago, I was driving home with my significant other. We were driving home from a wedding, and we were – this was while we were shooting – while we were writing Alone Together, season two. Is that so? I think so. And 
we were like, who would be, who should play my mom? We're writing an upcoming episode of Alone Together where I have my mom comes. And we were maybe going to do my dad, but there was only one actor who I would accept to play my dad. And I, I, I'll just say it. It's Richard Lewis. And I actually know Richard through a mutual friend, and he's such a wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, but he wasn't feeling well at the time, and so and he was shooting Curb, and you know, it it would have been a dream come true. But he was very kind. He couldn't do it. I totally get it. We have to say no sometimes. We have limitations. Um, so I was gonna have my dad appear in alone together, but again, I was like so specific with it it had to be Richard Lewis I could not think of anyone else so there was no dad but so we were sitting there thinking like who could be my mom and like we were going through names of people and then we're like well who in like a dream dream within a dream Britney reference dream dream within a dream is Britney Spears's 2001 tour her best tour um and then like we were talking about with Fran Drescher came up I think actually Dave had pitched Fran Drescher. I was like, oh my God, like, well, yeah. I mean, of course, I wish it could be Fran Drescher. And then immediately I was like, and then Dave was like, well, fine, get her. She did Broad City, like, get her. I was like, okay. And so then I immediately emailed the casting director. And like, I feel like within that road trip, like, things got into motion of getting Fran Drescher. Like, she happened to be in LA at the time. Like, it just kind of was starting to look like it could really happen um and it did which was so cool um so what is she like very very kind very funny sharp like hard working like was very thoughtful about the script would be like just ask a lot of questions and had good pitches for how she should do things just a total pro and also very open that was like meeting I got to meet so many cool people actors shooting that show and I always love when people were super open with me like I would just I went into her dressing room we just sat and talked she talked about cancer um she just she talked she had at the time actually told me like how she was working on the nanny musical which was recently announced this year she was just really open and I really appreciated that um and she just felt instantly like a maternal figure. Like, I just really absolutely was blown away by how kind and nice she was. Um, and what else was I going to say? I don't remember. Oh, well. But watch her on uh, – she has a new show on NBC called Indebted. So that's exciting. She's really having a moment, and I'm happy for her. Oh, the other thing, like, th- this is what we were talking about in the car when we started thinking of Fran Drescher. We were like – it's crazy that Fran Drescher is not like a huge deal right now because she's having a resurgence now, but a couple years ago, not so much. And we were like, she's a cancer survivor, a rape survivor. She was a female comedian who created and starred in her own huge sitcom. Like she's just such an, she's an icon and I'm glad she's like back in getting the recognition she deserves. I'm sick of talking. Um, Jing dot Don, what's your go-to karaoke song? Like a Virgin, Madonna. I don't know why I don't even sing it well, but it's just like a fun. It's a fun one. In a bowler hat, do you put onions in your mashed potatoes? I don't like mashed potatoes. I like chopped up 
potatoes with onions grilled so they're like crispy i don't like mashed potatoes anymore it's for babies uh sage leader do you like board games or video games if so which ones okay when i was little i remember i was watching tv as i always did 24 hours a day no i was watching tv and i saw this commercial for like milton bradley um and it was like this game and this game and this game like for your family game night and i was like what family game night what is that why don't i have that and i was like freaking out i was like what is family game night and it made me like so want a family game night never got one but i was very affected by that commercial um I don't want to say we never played games, but it was very rare. And the fact that there could have been a family game night, like, is very appealing to me. Uh, favorite? I love board games. I think playing games is really, are really fun with people. Um, lately, I go back to Scrabble just because it's not so random, you know, whereas, like, games like Monopoly, like, those are a little too random, even they're still really fun. And then video games, Crash Bandicoot on PlayStation is like, that's like my ride or die game. Um, I I don't really, I'm not interested in like learning new games. I'm kind of like stuck with Crash. And they recently came out with a new one. And I think I got it. I can't remember. It was like a couple years ago. <sighs> um, Ivory Dot Moons. What were you like in high school? what was I like in high school really I had my bad stages in middle school I was like fighting with my parents and you know wanted to do bad things not didn't care about school um and then in high school I got really committed to like the extracurriculars like my at my dance studio theater like I just got really serious about quote-unquote work and like had a crush on like freshman year had a huge crush on this guy and then by sophomore year like like fully like navigated the systems to where I could make him my boyfriend and then I did and so I was like had like my relationship and then I was I got really close with my parents in high school. We'd go to the movies with them all the time. And I feel like I was, like, I feel like I started high school kind of, like, less focused on my extracurriculars. Like, I, and then got really into them by, like, as time went on. I'm sorry, I'm mumbling. But for example, I probably should have been voted most changed since freshman to senior year, but I lost it because I lost it to the building. They gave most change since freshman year to the actual building <laughs> because there was so much construction at our school. So the building 
beat me out for the superlative I deserved, which was most changed. Um, and my senior quote, I quoted the great porn star Jenna Jameson. I started life by choosing darkness, but now everywhere I look, I see light. That was in my yearbook for me from Jenna Jameson because I felt like I was kind of like starting. I started kind of with like the wrong crowd and then got really dedicated to just like the work. The work meaning, you know, not necessarily schoolwork, but like dance, theater. I always refer to that as the work. The work to me is like when you're committing yourself to something that it has like a higher purpose. Very religious-y today, but not at all. I was raised without religion completely. Thank God. <laughs> uh, Aubrey, Aubrey, R2-D2, great name. What's your favorite cereal to eat for dinner? So I have a life-imposed, a long, a lifelong imposed ban on life cinnamon. I abused life cinnamon in 2007 and I can never have it again. It's too good. Same goes for Kashi Cinnamon Harvest squares. Uh, so those, look, if I got my hands on those, like you wouldn't see me for six months. So right now I like these, <laughs> these kind of healthy ones called Heritage Flakes. Heard of them? They're called Heritage Flakes, and they have enough sweetness, enough crunch. It's kind of like a better version of Bran from Raisin Bran. Not the raisin, just the bran. So I'll do that with almond milk and preferably with fruit if it's available. Fruit of choice would be blueberries or strawberries. I don't love banana. I wish I loved banana. It's so readily available. It's affordable. I can't quite get there. Maybe that should be a good 2020 goal. If anyone out there is still ruminating on their New Year's resolutions, let's all try to like bananas more. Help me out. They're so accessible. <sighs> Tender Lungs 206. Okay. Is there going to be a second season of Dollface? It's the funniest female comedy I've seen, I think. It's one of the funniest shows out now, period. I think your character is the funniest and you're adorably nuts in every episode. Channeling your inner John Mulaney because Woody Allen's a fucking creep. A lot to unpack. A lot to unpack. Uh, thank you. I think all the characters on Dollface are hilarious. Um, and I think they're all adorably nuts. I get that my character is a little crazy, a little crazy though. Um, there is going to be a second season of Dollface. That's pretty good news. That makes me really happy because I feel very proud of that show. Um, I feel very proud to be on that show and I feel like being a part of that show and or that show slash a show like that um, really fulfills the career bubble that I – what is the way to say this? Because I, I don't want to say it fulfills me because my career does not fulfill me. 
uh, like I thought it would. But um, that show, that doesn't take away from the fact that that show really fulfills the area within me that is my career. Like, it sounds like I'm saying something bad, but I am actually saying something good, which is that that is what I always wanted. And I'm so glad that I have, I'm getting to have that experience. And I think that that is also part of like all of this that's happening with me because it doesn't solve all my problems. You know, when you get what you always wanted, it doesn't solve your fucking problems. And then you're like, what? Are you kidding? Like, imagine that. If you're watching this, like, imagine. And by the way, I have a friend who dated one of the it's hard because you'll it might be able to piece these this together but who cares i have a friend who dated the most famous movie star right now the most famous movie star right now the biggest star in the world she dated him while he was the biggest star in the world and she said that he he wasn't happy he was and I know it's like cliche, like, she's so lucky. She, uh, He wasn't happy. He was, in fact, miserable. And imagine that. Like, I can't even. And I am experiencing the fraction of that. And I can't imagine it. Like, I just, this is what blows my mind. And I'm asking you, the viewer, to imagine. Like, think of your wildest dream. And then think of it coming true. Can you even imagine that you wouldn't? It wouldn't solve all your problems. I fucking can't. Like, it's weird. It's really weird. I Maybe everyone's like, yeah, of course. Maybe everyone out there is like, yes, of course I know that. And I'm just like this idiot. But I don't know. I don't know, guys. This podcast was like supposed to just be normal and it has become like Esther's... <laughs> Esther'sproblems.com maddie jacobs hey girl what kind of dog is donut i think she's like a yorkie shih tzu poodle chihuahua she's got a lot of stuff in her we found her on craigslist um christina marie one will we ever see your fiance probably i feel like when he comes to this podcast, it's going to be like when like you've had a substitute for two months and like everything's just been crazy. And then the real teacher shows up and is like, what the fuck is this? Like, that's what we'll be like when my fiance is on the show. He's just going to be like, what are you doing? What is this? You need to stop. You need to come home. Like he he'll just he's so funny. I wish I could share the funny moments that we we share together, but I can't. Because you, you had to be there and I'll ruin it. But yes, I hope he does appear on the show. Shelly Lynn Gossman. Hi, Shelly. Shelly was a high-level writer on season two of Alone Together, and we could not have done it without her. So thank you. What's your favorite part about yourself? Ugh, I hate this question. I think I really enjoy that I'm able to be very honest and open. Um, I don't feel shy about stuff. 
and having a significant other kind of like you have to factor them in because you know they don't want everyone knowing how crazy their fiance is so that has adjusted things slightly but not really lately um but i i like being introspective and being not afraid to go there and dig deeper and find out what's really happening and um I like that. And anyone can do that. I encourage anyone, anyone, that's a skill that I think everybody has access to. So and my, my tool for that is always like, how do I really feel about this? And you don't, you won't just know. It won't be there on the surface thoughts. Like you have to really ask yourself, how do I really feel? Wait, wait, wait. How do I really feel? Think, 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 think. Like you have to like get there. That's kind of, that's part of, uh, writing stand-up is that technique technique see i'm and i'm selling a course on it <sighs> uh meredith bull official how do you compartmentalizations i rewrote that wrong how do you compartmentalize compart what how do i say that word all areas of your life and career, or making time to write, audition, have a significant other, relax, play with makeup, see friends. Do you use a planner or phone calendar? Tips for productivity for creatives. Please, Esther, freaking love your work. Thank you. This reminds me of the kind of question exactly that I would ask somebody as well, because I'm always looking for help in this area. Um, I, I've tried over and over again to use a planner but I because that's what always worked for me when I was younger but in the era of not being in school and having a cell phone I the phone calendar and as much as I hate it I really don't love the phone calendar but it is you always have it with you like for example if I scheduled something right now I know I could put it in this phone calendar right now, but I don't necessarily have my planner. Um, so I actually do live and die a little bit by the phone planner, the, the iCal for the iPhone. And then um, it's really hard to do all of those things that you listed. I know it sounds like they're all fun, but that's kind of the secret is like it's all hard to do them it's hard to do like especially when dollface is shooting like i have to just shut off everything else and just work and sleep and then maybe on the weekend try to engage in like one fun activity just to feel like ugh, i have a life you know um in terms of writing uh i actually write best when I'm not thinking about work. So I wrote the most stand-up I've written when I did take that hiatus in Chicago and didn't think about work at all because it, for me, the ideas come to me when I'm just living my life and then I write them in my notes app. Again, it sucks. Like I don't want to be doing this stuff in my phone, but I've also tried trial and error a lot and that's just Otherwise, I end up with like seven notebooks. I'm like, where's that notebook that it, where is it? Like, I just don't have the organization skills to use notebooks right now. 
I would love if I did. Maybe I can do that. Maybe that's another good goal. But for me, the phone for notes. And again, like writing is something that happens. It has to kind of happen as I go. Now, you might be referring to like writing scripts or stuff like that. For that, um, scheduling appointments with the people I'm collaborating with, even FaceTime is typically how I do it. Like I have been working on a feature script with my friend Nick and that he lives across town and we really, really rely on FaceTime appointments for that. So, uh, and a lot of people don't write with a partner and I struggle, I struggle to write on my own, uh, without a partner. And so I'm looking for help in that area too. And I don't really have good advice. (sighs) Like I've tried and then I'm just like, I gotta, it's better to do it with someone than to not do it at all. Um, I love playing with makeup that I just kind of try to do whenever I'm feeling anxious. Makeup is my greatest anti-anxiety tool. Uh, Makeup videos and like organizing my makeup. Isn't it funny? We're all just like little babies. (laughs) Um, Tips for productivity for creatives. I think that's like really just putting it in your notes app and your calendar, your creative ideas in your notes app and your appointments and making those appointments and putting them in your calendar. Those two can really up your game. Kitty Ish with their, my favorite question, what's your go-to coffee order? Um, oat milk latte. Speaking of which, I need a sip of water. One time I was at my parents' house, and every time I took a sip of water at the kitchen table, I would go, ah. and I did it like seven times in a row until my dad was like, get out of here. Stop that. And I'm like, why? I'm just drinking water. He's like, no, stop. Make Mary, make her stop. I don't know why that made him so mad. <laughs> also, one time for Thanksgiving... I decided I was going to wear a wig (laughs) for some reason. My dad got so angry. Like, as I was walking down the stairs in the wig, he, like, walked towards me up the stairs, like, take the wig off. (laughs) I'm like, why? It's just a wig. (laughs) (sighs) See, I just like being home because there's so much comedy there for me. For me, my comedy is, like, Real life sourced. The comedy that I enjoy is sourced from real life. I can't imagine how crazy I sound. I just, like, this episode will be studied by mental health professionals. Like, we we see the signs here. We see what was going wrong. Um, Acunax, 1997. What are some funny Benji stories or situations that would have made good Alone Together episodes if the show hadn't been canceled? Okay. One funny Benji thing, which sometimes I'll say this on stage if he brings me up or if I bring him up. Um, This is not a story, just something funny. He said that it's one of my favorite things. So this is before Alone Together, like when we would just hang out all the time. 
but we always fought, you know. Um, we always had that like sibling kind of like fight, but can't leave each other's side. And I remember my friend Nick and and I went to Chateau Marmont with Andy Milanakis, and it was the most fun night I had ever had. Like Andy Milanakis was just so fucking funny, like just laughing constantly so much fun and then the next day I call Benji on FaceTime I'm like I just want you to know I've replaced you with Andy Milanakis like I'm like all high on myself like bye bitch and he just goes wait you're not Andy Milanakis <laughs> and that just like made me die laughing and it, to me that's just like the perfect exchange that represents alone together like just like me thinking that I got one over on him and I'm like I'm done with you and then him just like making me laugh so hard and making fun of me but in terms of other episode ideas if the show hadn't been canceled there's been a couple of situations I've had in my life in the last couple years last year where I've been like oh this would be a good story for the show one was that I met this I try to like protect people's identities at all costs, but also still tell all the stories. I met this guy who's a very successful producer in that vein, you know, without being too specific. And he, we met in like a pedestrian area of life, so not in the business. Like, he saw me reading a script, and I was like, ugh, yeah, I'm reading a script. Like, you know, I was like, what the fuck do you want? You know, because I was just whatever. Not really, but that was, like, my mindset. Anyways, we started talking, and we became friendly. And, like, we we would check in, you know, over the course of a year or whatever. Like, just a cool, smart person. And then we ended up being in a different city at the same time together, and he invited me to come to this work situation. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm fucking here in the city on my tour. Like, it's the best one you could see someone you know. And all my guy friends were like, Esther, like, he's hitting on you. Like, how do you not see this? Like, he's pulling out all the stops. He's hitting on you. Like, three guy friends are like, how would he? And I'm like, what? Like, this whole, I'm like, no, there's no way. Like, there's just no way. Like, you you kind of know you don't always know but like he's hitting on you you're crazy and I'm like I really don't think so and he wasn't like saw him like no nothing of that nature at all but then I started to think like god this would be such a good episode if like I think it's normal and then my friend whether it's Benji whoever's like they're hitting on you and I'm like oh my god and then like for me to be like oh my god he is like he's into me and then my character would go and make a move on him and then he'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you and then I would get like me too or whatever so that was a an episode idea that I definitely wish we could have done um and maybe I just maybe that will be in a different show that I make and I just ruined it for you but and then one other episode idea that I, I had is I my doctor, who is awesome, who I love, um, recently told me that she t- took a stand-up comedy class and did stand-up. 
And so I was thinking it would be kind of funny to like, you know, the just like the with the um, starting from the concept of like everyone in L.A. thinks they're a fucking comedian. Everyone in L.A. thinks they're a star like I'm it's bullshit. And then like my doctor says she does, you know, then you get to the place where the doctor says she does stand up. And then um, me being like, what a fucking like that's crazy and then have her you know this one's not really a full story it's easy to guess but like have her be really really good and have her be much better than me um that's not like a whole story but that that's an idea that like that's something that would be the seed of an idea for an episode I think um so those are just a couple things because I do think about it you know it hits me every now and then because like the pyramid scheme episode was from a real life experience um most of that show is all from real life experience actually because I'm not creative enough to write a story it has to have really happened um we're coming up on the hour so we will slowly ease our way out of this um Anna Michelle J what did you do for your birthday so I had a birthday last week um a couple of my college girlfriends came over and I forced them into doing the Esther Summit, which was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. But my college friends said, absolutely not. But I did get to do it on a small scale with just them, which is I have my friends over. I feed them. I made vegan chili. It was great. And then... I make them all tell me what is wrong with me and what they think I need to do to make my life better. So I had the mini version of the Esther Summit. And it was it was fun. It was interesting. Everyone's different perspective and how different everyone is. And, you know, when you're in a lull, it's interesting. You're going to have the people who are like, just go exercise, like make plans, get out of the house. And then there's like, uh, get on meds. And then there's like, you're fine. You know, there's just so many different levels of people's opinions. So, and it's nice to kind of hear them all and weigh them all out. Esther Dot Monster, what's the best compliment you've ever gotten? When people say that I've helped them is definitely the best compliment. Never, I didn't see that coming. Like six months ago, I would have said when people say that it looks like I've had plastic surgery. That used to be my favorite compliment. Sometimes I'll look at old pictures of myself and I'll send them to my significant other. And he's like, have you had work done? I don't understand. And I love when he says that because it just makes me feel like I've gotten more attractive. And I have. I'll say it. You don't want to know me at 19. You really don't. But now the best compliment is when people say that I've helped them. And that happened on an episode we recorded recently with Annie and Carlos. They both gave examples of times I've helped them. And uh, my friend Chelsea recently told me about a time that I helped her. My friend Lena, who helps me all the time. And I, uh, I know that I've helped her a lot. So that just feels, I don't know, it's a really good feeling to help people you care about. Uh, I don't know. I guess that's probably something that everyone knows, but like I just learned at 32. So again, stunted from being too focused on 
other things. Sheila894, where are you at in the to have a wedding or not debate? I'll tell you where I'm at. I am going to be spending 2020 focusing on my childhood best friend Christina's wedding. Okay, she claimed the date first, so we're just going to go with that. I'm going to get excited helping her pick out her dress, helping her plan, picking out my dress to be in the bridal bridal party. So my wedding is on hold still for her wedding, and then we'll touch base after Christina's wedding. (laughs) Some people just don't want weddings. I don't know. Like... I shot a stand-up special. I had four shows filled with an audience with lights and cameras on me, with perfectly professional hair and makeup, amazingly curated outfits. Like, I don't need a wedding. I don't know. I get it. I get it. But I want to wait till I am, like, needing a wedding, and I don't need it right now. It's And it really, people really think that that's like a reflection of the relationship. And I really don't. I'm not going to say no, but I don't, I don't feel that way at all. I feel like it's, I don't know. So I'm going to just put it off one more year and then see where we're at. Mm, okay, let's do like one or two more. Sandra Darp dot partial favorite memories from shooting Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Any favorite songs? Yes. Uh, the when we did the Oklahoma parody. Parody? Is that what you say? They say you're broken up, that it's over. That that song? What's it called? Just about as stubborn as can be. I want to say it's called Group Mind. The group, the group Mind has decided you're in love. If you go back and watch that one on YouTube, you will see like sheer smiles emanating from every element of my body. I'm just like smiling from my fingertips. It was so fun. So fun. Uh, okay the last couple questions well then 2020 ask coffee machine update are you still happy with it yes i love my coffee machine i have the barista breville barista express i love it it's like part of my daily life purpose it's great sev 4n what's your favorite flavor mochi i don't really like mochi ice cream i don't know and ever since my tooth has been dead or whatever the fuck it is I still don't know I can't really have cold stuff Rachel M. F. Jordan how and why the choice to be sober a lot of like I always say there's a lot of reasons why I'm sober um and I don't know if I'm I don't know the definition of the word sober and I know it's very sensitive to a lot of people but I have never tried alcohol I've never tried drugs um that's like everything from pot to everything else I I don't know I uh I've seen family members abuse it and not my parents 
my parents never drank at all. I think that's another reason, like, I never saw my parents drink. Um, Britney Spears said she was scared of alcohol just at the right moment in my adult upbringing in my teen years. There's there's so many reasons. I also, like, have struggled with, like, um, in the past with, like, being too obsessed with food. So I felt like if I'm too obsessed with food, like, what is that going to – how will that reflect upon my relationship with alcohol? Um, so, yeah, I just – there was, like – there just I just felt like I had – reason after reason after reason after reason to not drink so I just didn't even the most basic reason of like everyone in high school was drinking and I was like eh that's I don't want to be like everybody else so I just had so many reasons and um sometimes I wonder like do I need like a glass of wine at the end of the day like I might but I'm just not interested right now so I don't drink I don't know the list of other people who haven't drank is kind of brutal. I'm not going to lie. If you look up, like, famous people who've never drank, it's, like, weird. It's Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm like, what does that say about me? But hopefully nothing. I don't know. <clears throat> um. Okay. You guys, thank you Oh, man. Thank you for submitting great questions. And please, please continue to do so because these kinds of episodes remind me the most of when I used to Periscope. And uh, I I don't know. I really just it's fun for me to share. It's fun for me to know what you're curious about. And I also I really like hearing from you guys. Um, so if anything I said, you have like replies to it. Definitely post them in the YouTube comments. Like I'll definitely be reading and looking for that um yeah I appreciate you guys listening and I think the show is going to keep evolving and changing and I think it's going to have I think I don't know I think if you're listening now like you're in the early days and we're finding it together and I appreciate that there'll be Carlos there'll be me there'll be guests there'll be all of us there'll be me and not everybody so um Thanks for being the early adopters, and uh, I'll see you guys next next week. Oh, yeah, my Indiana shows have been rescheduled. Uh, I don't – it's, like, kind of for a lot of reasons. Um, so I'm not coming to Indiana in April, but I will be in Montreal for the month of March shooting a very small role in a movie. Um uh, I don't know why I'm telling you that, <laughs> but if you have Montreal recommendations and this comes out, definitely send them to me. Um, all right. Peace and love. Kisses and smiles. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs>